All right, okay. Well, we split the series. We did, yeah. Although we did lose nine straight games in a row, but today they got it done. They won. The Red Sox won? The 2020 Red Sox? Unthinkable. They won? Yeah, they won a game. Apparently, yeah. But it is good. About time. It is about time we broke the nine-game skit. I thought we were never going to win again. <laughs> Honestly, God, I thought we would never win again, at least in 2020. Yeah. But we did. But we did lose game one last night. So we'll get into that quickly. All right. So you go to summary, score summaries. All right. So the Red Sox in the bottom of the first, they did get off to an early lead in game one. Xander Bogart singled uh, to bring home Rafael Devers. And then the bottom of the third, they uh, Rafael Devers doubled to score uh, the score uh, Alex Verdugo to make it 2 nothing, And then 3 nothing. J.D. Martinez doubled and the score uh, Rafael Devers. But then in the Fourth inning, Jay Bruce single to score uh, D.D. DeGorius. Yeah, remember him? He used to be a Yankee. To make it make it still 3-1 to one, Boston. But then Reese Hawkins homered to right field to make it uh, to cut the lead to 1. So 3-2, to two, Boston still leads. Then the bottom of the fifth, the Red Sox do get another run on an uh, Xander Bogart's uh, sack fly to score Alex Verdugo, make it 4-2 to Red Sox. And then this is where everything happened in the sixth. Uh, Phil Gosling doubles to score uh, Dede DeGorius to make it 4-3 four, four to three Boston. And then Roman Quinn singles to score Gosling to tie the game at 4-4. Four, four. And then Andrew McCutcheon singles to score Quinn, make it 4 Five to four Philly. And then Bryce Harper just homered to score McCutcheon and Hoskins make it eight to four Philly. And then Nagorius in the single to make it a nine to four score JD Ramudo. Nine to four. Then the top of seventh Gosling homers make it ten to four. And then yeah. Mitch Moreland, however, we do get another run. Mitch Moreland does single to score John Alaruz to make it ten to make it ten to five Phil or make it ten to five Phillies. But then Jay Bruce had a like three run homer to score Harper and Baum to make it thirteen to five. Thirteen to five Philly. And then Mitch Moreland does double in the ninth inning. To the score of Peraza, but the damage is already done. As the Red Sox lose their ninth straight game in a row to the Phillies, 13 to 6. Phillies scored 13 runs on 16 hits and committed no errors, while the Red Sox scored six runs on 11 hits but committed an error. Right. Red Sox box scores Alex Verdugo led off and played left field. He went one for he went one for four, uh, with two scored two runs, zero RBIs, walked once, and struck out twice. All right, 
Then uh, batting second and playing third base was Rafael Devers. He went three for five, two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. And then J.D. Martinez batted uh, for, or batted, uh, batted third and played D.H. He went one for two, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. He did leave the game early, and we found out later he did leave the game because he it was a dehydration. So, yeah, he wasn't getting his fluids. So, uh, Jonathan Aruz uh, pinched him for him and played uh, DH. He went 0 for 2, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. All right. Then batting fourth and playing shortstop was Sander Bogarts. He went 2 for free, zero runs. Two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then Jose Peraza came in and subbed for him at shortstop. He went o he went uh o for uh o for o, uh because that one at bat was a walk, so it didn't really count. He did score a run, no RBIs. I did say a walk and struck out zero times. And then batting fifth and playing first base was Mitch Moreland. He went two for free, zero run zero runs, two RBIs two walks, and struck out once. And then batting six and playing right field was uh, Kevin Pillar. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting seventh and playing uh, second base was Michael Chavis. He went 0 for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out all five of those at-bats. Poor ice horse. All right. (laughs) And then batting eighth and playing center field was Sule Win. Huh. I would see. I would say he was more an infielder, but okay, all right. He's playing center field. He went zero for. Uh, he went zero for four. Uh, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting ninth and playing catcher was Kevin Pulecki. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. All right. So the only bait or extra base hits were doubles, and Ferdugo got one. Uh, Devers had one. J.D. Martinez had one before he got taken out, and then uh, Mitch Moreland had one. So that's the only uh, extra base hits that they got were just doubles. Yeah, two baggers. All right. So pitching, Zach Godley, the Godfather, uh, pitched oh, 4.0 innings pitch, gave him four hits. Surrendered one run. That one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out four, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 6.87 ERA. All right. Phils Valdez came in and pitched 1.0 innings pitch. Gave up a hit. Surrendered a run. That one run was earned. Walked zero people, struck out one. Gave up a home run, so that was basically the hit and run. uh, And left the game with a 1.26 ERA. All right, Josh Taylor, uh, or Josh Taylor, uh, came in and pitched 0.2 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. Uh, walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 16.20 ERA. Heath Henry came in and pitched 0.0 innings pitch, gave up four hits, four gave up four surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. Walked one person, struck out nobody, 
gave up a home run, and left the game with a 5.59 ERA. Colton Brewer came in and pitched 1.1 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered one run. That one run was earned, walked nobody, struck out three, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 4.50 ERA. Then Marcus Walden came in and pitched 1.0 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. Walked nobody, or walked one person, struck out nobody, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 12.00 ERA. Then Ryan Brazier came in, pitched 1.0 innings pitch, gave up a hit, no runs, no earned runs, walked nobody, struck out one, gave up no home runs, and left the game with a 7.88 ERA. All right. Phillies box scores. All right, Andrew McCutcheon led off and uh, played left field. He went two for five. He scored a run, had an RBI, walked nut, walked nut, or walked zero times, and struck out once. And then Andrew Andrew Knapp came in and pitched him and played catch or was the catcher, but uh, played in his spot. He went one for one, no runs, no RBIs. Zero walks and struck out zero times. All right. Reese Hawkins, Reese Hawkins uh, played, batted second and played first base. He went one for three. Two runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out once. And then coming in and pitch hitting for him and batting his spot was Neil Walker. He uh and played in which he played second base. He went 0 for 1. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And struck out zero times. All right. Batting third and playing right field was Bryce Harper. He went two for five, two runs, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And here's a new guy, Kyle Garlick. Kyle Garlick, a uh, pitch hit for him and played right field. He went 0 for 1, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting four and batting fourth and playing catcher and then first base with JD Remuto. He went one for six, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out two times. All right. And then batting fifth and playing shortstop was DD DeGorius. Remember that dude? He used to play for the Yankees. Now he plays for the Phillies. He went two for four, two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting, right, and then batting fifth and playing third base was crap. I gotta go back. Alec Baum, he went uh, two for free, one run, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting, and then batting seventh and playing DH was Jay Bruce. He went two for five, one run. Four RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. And then batting ninth and playing second base was uh, Scott Keenery on my fantasy team, or one of them. All right. And he went 0 for 2, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting, and then pinch hitting for him and playing DH and second base was uh, Phil Gosling. He went two for free. Two runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. 
and then batting uh or and then batting ninth and playing center field was a uh, Roman Quinn. He went one for five, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. All right. Yeah, they hit a few home runs. They did hit some doubles. Segorius had a double. Gosling had a double. Romito had a double. Romito Mito had a double, yeah. All right, and then home runs. Uh, Reese Hawkins had one in the fifth inning out. Phils Valdez, his first of the year, was zero on and one out. And then... Bryce Harper had his fifth of the season in the sixth inning off of Heath Hembry with two with two on and two out. And then Phil Gosling had his third of the season in the seventh inning off of Cole Brewer with a zero on and zero out. And then Jay Bruce had his fourth of the year in the eighth inning off of Walden he on with two on and two out. Yeah. All right. So pitching, Zach Eflin. Pitched 4.0 innings pitch, gave up five hits, surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. Uh, walked three people, struck out eight, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.14 ERA. All right. Then Blake Parker pitched 2.0 innings pitch, gave up one hit, no runs, on no, no earned runs. Walked one person, struck out three, and left the game with a with or gave up zero home runs and left the game with a zero point zero zero ERA. Right. Jose Alvarez pitched zero point two innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, one run, one or one earned run, one walk, struck out one person, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a one point fifty ERA. Tommy Hunter pitched 1.0 innings pitch, no run, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, no walks, walked one per or struck out one person, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a four, 5.14 ERA. All right. Last guy, Dolas Garea pitched 1.1 innings pitch, gave up three hits, surrendered one run, that one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 9.95 ERA. All right. So Blake Parker gets the win his first of the year, so he's now 1-0. And then the loss gets slapped to uh, Josh Taylor his first of the year, so he's now 0-1. And he has his first blown save, so yeah. Not great, nine in a row. Not great at all. Yeah. You almost fought. They almost fought that they had Lee, but then that's where the seventh inning, the fifth, sixth inning really came in and basically, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think Zach Godley, he actually pitched pretty good up until the bullpen came in and basically blew it up, especially Josh Taylor and uh, Heath Henry came in and blew it up. Yeah. I think that's how 2020 has been so far. We're just, uh, I don't know what to think anymore. <sighs> All right, so that decreases our record to uh, 6 and 18. So not great, not great at all on a nine game skid. 
So we will talk about game two, but we are going to go to break real quick. All right, we are back. All right. So let's talk about game two. Yeah. All right. So finally, let's go over the summary, scoring summary. So the Red Sox got off to a not-too-great start. Uh, Phil Gossing singles into right field to score Andrew McCutcheon. And then a play at the plate, a sack fly. Well, it didn't come a sack fly. But uh, Jackie Brad Jr. made an out and then made a uh, tag or made a throw to the plate to get out. Um, Reese Hawkins, but they challenged it and they won the challenge. So D.D. DeGoris gets on a sack fly to score he, Reese Hawkins 2-0 Philadelphia Phillies in the first inning. And then nothing lot any scoring until the third inning with a man on and Rafael Devers up to the plate. Kevin Pillar got on with a double and then Rafael Devers just went to town into into right into a left center field in that little corner and basically hit a two run homer to tie the game two two. Then in the bottom of the fourth, Jackie Bradley Jr. Sit, set, or hits a sack fly to score Mitch Moreland. Now it's free the two Red Sox. And then in the fifth inning, bottom of the fifth, Kevin Pollard reaches on a fielding error by a. Or by a first baseman, Reese Hawkins, to score Alex Verdugo to make it four to two, Red Sox. But then the Phillies did get a run back. Uh, Reese Hawkins reaches on a throwing error by Zule Win. Neil Walker scores, so make it eight or a four to four to three, Phil or four four to three Red Sox. And then the bottom of the seventh, Rafael Devers has another day and he doubles his seventh of the year. Uh, the score, Alex Verdugo to make it 5-3 Red Sox. And then in the ninth inning to get that insurance run and basically put this game away, JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr. doubles to score uh, score Mitch Moreland to make it 6-3 Red Sox, and that's where the final score would stand. As the Red Sox end up winning this game and ending a nine-game skid, where Dirty Water finally got played at Fenway Park after literally over a week of yeah, over a week of just losses. Dirty Water was finally played at Fenway. As the final score of today's game was six to three, Red Sox. Right. Red Sox scored nine runs on two or Red Sox score six runs on nine hits. They do commit two errors though, so not great. Yeah, that kind of will at help lower our uh, fielding. Percentage, yeah, probably increase our lead in errors, yeah. All right. While the Phillies scored three runs or three runs on three hits and commit an error. All right. Red Sox box scores. All right. Alex Verdugo uh, played led off and played left field. He went one for free, two runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out twice. And then batting second and playing right field was Kevin Pillar. He went one for four. One run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting third and playing third base was Rafael Devers. He went three for four, so have a day for him. Uh, so, yeah, he was like, I think he was like a, let's see. 
Yeah, he would have had to have been hitting almost same for the cycle. What do you have? Huh. All right, so yeah, he went three for four, one run, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, fourth and playing DH was uh, Xander Bogarts. Yeah, JD Martinez took the day took the day off, maybe because of the whole day dehydration part, and he probably could have and probably will need it. Yeah, that's why we didn't get the Red Sox lineup until like almost an hour before game time. That's kind of almost cutting it. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you a story. Um, today, um, I think Jenny or Jim McCarthy, who's an app. Or a Red Sox beat writer for the Athletic. So let's see. So anyway, this isn't. There wasn't. This was from another uh, Twitter handle burner account that I had, but I made the comment of, or quote tweeted her tweet of the lineup. Let's see. So yeah, here we are. So yeah, a beat writer for the Red Sox, Jim McCarthy. Uh, so I made the comment. I wasn't criticizing her. I was just saying that it just didn't make any sense why the Red Sox lineup would be almost – they would drop the lineup an hour before ga- an hour before game time. That's kind of cutting it close. Usually they would, like, drop it, like, three hours before game time. But yeah, I mean, they really didn't. So anyway, so Sheba posted the lineup, and then I made the comment on the – other Red Sox burner account that I had, and they posted the lineup an hour before game time. How very convenient! And then she uh, quote tweeted the the tweet that I quote tweeted of her saying, "FYI, they were waiting for Vasquez, Bradley, and Martinez to get treatment to see if they could play. That's the reason for the late lineup. JD or Martinez is still out. Okay, <laughs> right." Well, that would that would actually make sense. Okay, that would actually make sense. I it just at the time you didn't know like why is the lineup not up yet? We're like, yeah, an hour till game time. I don't know, but yeah, we found out later. Yeah, that that was the reason why they were waiting for. Because yeah, because Vasquez was on a uh, um to be determined, and uh, so was a uh, oh, crap. Oh yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. and then yeah, JB or JD Martinez, yeah. But wait, now we know now. And no, it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I know who what the G.I. Joe that show was. Yeah, where that's from. Yeah. Alright. Alright, back. Alright, so uh, Xander Bogart's uh DHS. So, yeah, we basically went off track there. Um Batted fourth and played DH. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting fifth and playing first base was Mitch Moreland. He went two for free. Uh, two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting uh, sixth and playing catcher was Christian Vasquez. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting seven and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. Jr. He went one for, for one for two, zero runs, two RBIs, one walk, and struck out once or struck out zero times. Yeah, sorry. All right. And then batting eighth and playing shortstop was uh, Zule Lin. He went zero for four, zero runs, 
zero RBIs, zero walks, and three out of four times of those, three of those four at bats, he struck out three times. All right. And then batting ninth and playing second base was uh, uh, Jose Peraza. He went 0 for 4, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. So as we said, the only uh, base hits or uh, extra base hits they had were doubles and home runs. Pilar had a double. Verdugo had a double. Uh, Devers had a double. Moreland had a double. JBJ had a double. And then the home run was Rafael Devers' third of the year in the third inning off of Jake Arrieta with one on and two out. Basically tie up the game. All right. And then pitching, Kyle Hart pitched 3.2 innings pitch. He didn't really do bad today. Uh, the first inning was the only hiccup. Uh, he gave him two hits, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. Walked four people, struck out five. Gave up zero home runs and left the game with an 11.12 ERA. All right. And then coming in are Austin Bryce, the Hong Kong born native or a Hong Kong born native. Austin Bryce came in and pitched 1.1 inning pitch, uh, zero hits, gave up zero runs, no, or, or gave up, no, and gave up zero earned runs, walked zero people, struck out two. He had zero home runs and left the game with a 6.75 ERA. That really totally messed me up the whole Hong Kong thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, I want, I kind of want to see if like his parents would have had to be American. Yeah. Let's see. Austin Bryce. Yeah. I mean, they would have to be. Maybe British, maybe. I knew Hong Kong used to be a British colony. Let's see. Austin Bryce. See, yeah, we're going to his Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're never saying. He is the first born Hong Kong player, but it doesn't really. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, they're not showing it. Yeah. yeah, they're not showing it. But he did go to high school in North Carolina. So I'm guessing there's. Parents were, yeah, his parents were British or they're Americans. Yeah, they're usually like if they were like there for business and stuff like that, like basically, yeah, his co like the company that maybe he might have worked for, maybe his parents worked for, maybe were stationed in Hong Kong. Yeah, it would make sense. It would make actually sense. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, all right. So, anyway, so Austin Bryce pitched 1.1 innings pitch. Oh yeah, then we say yeah, we just said that. All right, we already went over the stats. All right, all right. Ryan Weber, who looks like Greg Maddox for some reason, but I don't know why. Doesn't pitch like it though. <laughs> pitched one point one innings pitch, gave up a hit, surrendered a run. That one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a five point seventy five ERA. Then Austin Bar or then Matt Barnes came in and pitched 1.2 innings pitch. Matty backpacks, no hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked a person, struck out three, gave him zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.59 ERA. And then Brandon Workman came in and pitched 1.0 innings pitch. Gave up no hits, no runs, no earned runs, 
walked zero people, struck out one, left gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.05 ERA. All right. Phillies box scores. Andrew McCutcheon led off and played DH. He went one for five. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting second and playing uh playing first base was uh Reese Hawkins. He went 0 for 2. He did score a run though. Gave up a or uh, scored an RBI, walked twice, and struck out once. And then batting uh fir- or batting uh third and playing right field was Bryce Harper. He went 0 for 3. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting fourth and playing uh, catcher was J.D. Romuto. He's on some of my fantasy teams. Uh, went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, walked once, and struck out twice. And then batting fifth and playing uh, second in left field was uh, Phil Gosling. He went one for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting six and playing shortstop was D.D. DeGorius. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting seven and playing third base was Alec Baum. He went, or Alec Baum, he went uh, 0 for 3. Zero runs, one RBI, or zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting eighth and playing center field was uh, Scott Kingering. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then pinch hitting for him was uh, Roman Quinn. He went 0 and one. He went 0 for one, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting left and or batting ninth and playing left field was Kyle Garlic. He went uh, 0 for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out. Two, all two of those times that they went up to the bat. Yeah. I, all right. He struck out every time he went up to the bat, every two times. Yeah. And then pinch hitting for him and playing uh, second base was Neil Walker. He went oh, he went one for two, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right. So the only extra base hit they got was an Andrew McCutcheon double. Oh, yeah, and a uh, Neil Walker double, too. Then pitching, Jake Arrieta did not have his stuff today. He went uh, 4.1 innings pitch, gave up five hits, surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. Walked four people, struck out three, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 4.95 ERA. Adam Morgan pitched a 1.2 innings pitch, gave up a hit, no runs, no earned runs, walked nobody, struck out four, uh, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a four four 4.05 ERA. All right. Ramon Rosso pitched 1.0 in his pitch, gave up three hits, surrendered two runs, all two of those runs were earned, walked two people, struck out two, and gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 7.95 ERA. Connor Brogdon pitched 1.0 in his pitch, no hits, 
no runs, no earned runs, walked one person, struck out one, uh, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 11.57 ERA. All right. All right, so Austin Bryce, the firstborn Hong Kong native, gets the win, his first of the year. So he's now 1-0, so very good. Good job, Austin Bryce. Um, Jake Arrieta has slapped the loss his third of the year, so he's now one for free. Man, just think, like literally five years ago, the guy threw like a no-hitter. That's just, yeah, for the Cubs. Yeah, he pitched for the Cubs. That's where it came from. Yeah, my favorite, my second favorite or my favorite National League team. And yeah, my adopted favorite National League team. Chicago Cubs, All right? And then, and then uh, Brandon Workman gets to save his fourth of the year. So awesome! So the nine-game skid is over. Awesome. So yeah, pretty neat, but still pretty deep into the standings. So we will get into those standings right now. So yes, we are still in last place. Yeah, pro still. Let's see, the worst team in probably in baseball right now. We are probably are. Well, I think, let's see. Well, the Pirates and maybe the Mariners, maybe, but still, yeah, one of the worst right now. All right. So over the standings in the AL East. All right. So the Yankees are uh, first, as usual, but they did lose a few games today. <laughs> the Yankees lose. All right. So the Yankees are still in first with a 16-8 and eight record. The Rays are right behind them. A half a game with a 16 and nine record. Four games back are the Orioles with a 12 and a 12 and 12 record. And four and a half games back are the Blue Jays with a 10 and 11 record. And we are nine and a half games back with a seven and 18 record. A 280 win percentage. Ugh. One of one at one and nine in our last 10 games. So, yeah, it still kind of makes you feel a little bad. I mean, it's about time we won a game. But at the same time, I meant, ugh. I don't know. Embarrassment. <laughs> All right. So we will go to break and then come back and talk about best and worst ERA. I meant best and worst batting average and best and worst ERA. And then talk about something a little bit that's kind of like a little reason why 2020 has sucked this year, too. So don't go anywhere. All right, so we are back. So we talk about the best and worst batting average and the best and worst ERA. All right. So still leading with the best batting average is Kevin Puecki with a free points or 357 batting average. All right. Worst batting average um, is Jonathan Lucroy, but since he didn't really get in at bat, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. So I would probably say Andrew Benintendi with his a uh, 1.10 0.103 or, or point, can't talk. Um his a uh, 0.103 batting average. Yeah. Sue Lynn has uh, basically not behind him and so is Rafael Devers. Uh, all right. Pitching. So best and worst bat or best and worst ERA. All right. So currently, right now, Kevin Pawecki does have the best uh, ERA, even though he's a position player. And Robert Stock is uh, tied with him with a 0.00 ERA. 
So very good. Yeah. And then best, or I meant worst batting average still belongs to Jose Peraza, position player with a 27 point, with a 27.00 ERA. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for that. So before we wrap up the show, I got some disturbing news uh, tonight. After witnessing the Red Sox win, finally, the Bruins moving on to the Eastern Conference semifinals and the Celtics shellacking the 76ers. I thought, all right, a good day. Free for free for Boston sports, except for the Patriots who haven't really started their season yet. Um, So, yeah, all right, let's go. Then we got news that um, a or we got news that a pillar or a basically a uh, citadel for Boston sports uh, history and legendary pub McGreevy's Pub, named after the legendary first Super Red Sox fan, Nuff said McGreedy who was leader of the Royal Rooters back when Royal Rooters, if you don't know what the Royal Rooters are and you're a Red Sox fan, please go look up the history of the Royal Rooters because they are actually the basically the founding fathers of Red Sox Nation, basically made up of basically working-class Irish-Americans who lived in Boston and were basically just diehard fans of the Red Sox. And that's basically where the whole Red Sox Nation actually started. They were kind of the founding fathers. and But the, even though the... Uh, saloon or our bar or pub was originally called the Fur Base Saloon because I think the Nuff said McGreedy wanted this or wanted his patrons to have a beer before making the trip home. If you know baseball terms, making the trip home, yeah, for heading home, yeah. <laughs> and the reason he got his name Nuff said McGreedy is he would try to end an argument in his uh bar or pub, or, yeah, saloon. By saying enough said, like a sports argument, like, hey, enough said. But yeah, so basically, so, and that's where they named the original, or now the uh, modern version of this pub, because it got shut down during the Prohibition and then reopened in 2008, and they called it McGreevy's, uh, McGreevy's Pub, or McGreevy's, uh, yeah, McGreevy's, yeah, just McGreevy's, yeah. So anyway, a few of you guys probably already know that it looks like they're probably going to be shutting down permanently because of the whole COVID-19. So, yeah. Dropkick Murphys, who's uh, basically, yeah, so um, wrote a song about the Royal Rouge, which we'll play at the end of this episode, um, made a statement too. So this is what he said. We have had 12 years. It ha- it was an honor to be a part of an of a, of unearthing such an important part of Boston sports or Boston baseball history. In addition to being Boston's original baseball bar, it was it was the hangout for some of our favorite Dropkick Murphys fans. The staff, past and present, the regulars, the fans, are all family to us too. Always will be. We we are thankful able to move or able to move our or we all right to move our staff to our other locations. All right, let's see. Then, yeah, I said, like, rest in peace. Yes, a few people. So rest in peace, McGreevy's. 
hashtag COVID sucks. Yes, COVID sucks, please. Yes, F COVID. All right. And here's what happened. So with the landlord unwilling to find a middle ground in the economic fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic, Bergrevius is permanently closed after 12 years on 9-11 Boylston Street in Boston. So I'm not really sure if they're really planning of reopening again at another location, but this looks like this might be the end of an error in Boston sports. Originally, yeah, it says right here, America's first sports bar. That should be that should actually be a museum. Honest. I think they do have a museum of the Royal Rooters that were actually like I think in the basement of the actual bar. I actually uh so when I said I went to Boston, we went to McGreedy's and I kinda wanted to visit that site. Yeah. And it was pretty neat. They actually had uh at the bar above the bar, they had a picture of Nelson McGreedy and the maternal grandfather of our 35th president. Yes, from Boston, Massachusetts, JFK. Those that that was his maternal grandfather, uh, the first actual Irish American born mayor in or Boston born mayor, uh, Honey Fitz, or Honey or yeah, Honey Fitzgerald. So yeah, yeah. So Fitzgerald is basically yeah, basically John F. Kennedy's uh middle name. So basically yeah, so he's basically given his or his middle name was his mother's maiden name basically. Fitzgerald. Yeah, so this is like his mom's dad, basically. Was the first, yeah, so Honey Fitzgerald. Look him up, too. He was, yeah, a really big super fan of the Royal Rooters, too. He was one, yeah, one of the uh, kind of celebrity members of the of the group. But yeah, real shame. I actually ate there, too, and it was, it was great. I mean, that was probably one of the highlights of my trip to Boston four years ago. Yeah. And... Now, if we're planning to go back there again, 2020, permitting, yeah, permitting, it's not going to be there anymore. It really stinks. This is why, this is why 2020 and COVID-19 suck so much. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. Unreal. Yeah. All right. All right, so next series is... Starting tomorrow against the Orioles, we will go to Baltimore for a four-game set starting tomorrow. So, yeah, 6.30 my time or whatever time zone you live in, depending. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we can, we can get something going with this uh, win today. But knowing our pitching staff, that might not happen, yeah. But still keep up the faith. I mean... Probably the thing is about this team is, yes, we kind of suck, but, yeah, I mean, there are advantages to sucking, too. I mean, there are advantages, so you know what? Yes, the con is we will possibly be ridiculed and bashed by the media and all sorts of stuff, like Boston and national media, too. But the bright side is, if we do suck, especially if we are the worst team in baseball, we do get the number one draft pick. And so, basically, I'm not saying let's tank, but it wouldn't be bad if we do somewhat suck. It would kind of be great because we will get Kumar Rocker if we do. But I don't know. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. At this rate, I mean, this season's already lost. It's weird to the point, like, you know what? 
This year has already been lost. He lost Mookie. You probably might lose JD in uh if he opts out. I hope he doesn't opt out, but he probably might opt out. And so basically just prepare for the future. Just take a knee on this season and basically just get ready for the future. Kind of tank. I don't know. All right. That's it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Sox Illinois. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We will have all that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. I'm thinking maybe next year we could just do individual games. Because I kind of do want to play some music at the end. So, like, let's say the Red Sox win. We will play Dirty Water. If they don't win, we play nothing. No, that actually might that actually might do it. Like, I mean, seriously, that might actually, like, cut down some, like, minutes time. Just go over the episode. Just go over the game and stuff like that. Just be done with it. I guess. I don't know. I feel like if we do it, like, 102 games, that might be too much. But I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We got like till like next year in April or March or so. So we got time. All right. With that being said, I feel like that about do it. See you guys. Good night. Banana. And the Boston Red Sox are the world champions. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won baseball world championship. Can you believe it? Tessie is the royal root is rally cry. Tessie is the tune they always sung. Tessie echoed April through October nights. After serenade installed the name in yard. Tessie is a maiden with a sparkling eyes. Tessie is a maiden with a love. She doesn't know the meaning of her side. She's got a common full of love. Sometimes when the game is on the line, Tessie always carried them away. Up the road from third base to Huntington, the boys would always sing and sway. Two, three,